Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al-Hamamsi from Middle East Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world Where everyone's voice could be heard and listened Every week we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S&OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.com .co Stay tuned every week with our global S&OP community podcast. But our thought leader Ahmad Qabil I work very closely uh, with him, in, even in a personal level. And uh, I gained many, many experience and great values from this guy, really. Our thought leader today, uh, he is a supply chain manager at Schneider Electric. And if we mentioned uh, the resilience, then he, his name should be there. And if we talked about positivity, his name should be also worth it. And if we talked about his passion, then we should mention the supply chain very loudly. He has more than uh, 14 years of experience in the supply chain across multinational companies and definitely various industries. He started his career in ABB Egypt as a production and industrial engineer. Then he joined one of the best multinational companies in the world uh, in FMCG sector, which is Unilever to pursue his planning excellence career and nourish his knowledge there. And he is now the supply chain manager, as we spoke, in, uh, for uh, Schneider Electric Egypt. And yes, knowledge could be definitely powerful, but applied knowledge is even more powerful. That's why uh, Ahmed is working as a part-time supply chain instructor to teach people and even students how to apply uh, the supply chain in their companies with his great experience and great knowledge. So may I ask you, please, and as usual, before introducing our thought leader, Ahmad Qabil, let's give him the beautiful applause. What is the difference between S and OP in the normal way that most people they know make to stock industry and the make to order industry or engineer to order industry okay uh, this is a very interesting question so as you said um, simply the make to stock uh, industry uh, there is the standard product portfolio that uh, the company have uh, and um, also there is the uh, standard bill of material that the the product have so it's more or less, as you said, it's the challenge is 
in the dynamic or maybe the speed of the route to market, how to go, how to access the market, the stock management and uh, this kind of uh, many challenges. However, in the MTO and ETO, it's uh, a bit different because uh, the willingness of the customer to wait for the product is different. So the customer usually uh, will wait because he makes some uh, design, unique design that's not common uh, with other customers so uh, for sure he's willing to wait some time and uh, in this aspect uh, it combined between the standard of uh, SLOP uh, process with the project management process as well so uh, the key uh, factor here is uh, how to build how to uh, uh, define your challenges uh, for the SNOP for make, make to order and engineer to order especially when you have uh, also uh, the dynamics of the project management uh, field itself. So uh, there is some uh, important tips that you have to uh, to consider when you are having the SLOP for ETO and for MTO as well. Uh, the first one is uh, to uh, uh, define your product roadmap. So it's very important to understand where are the customer allowed to change, in which phase of the projects and in which phase in the product uh, life cycle you are building for of uh, more or less uh, modular product which have some standard features and, and some options or it's uh, there is some option that can be created from the beginning so uh, definitely the first step uh, which usually uh, we have in the MTS environment or uh, the uh, food industries or whatever that there is uh, promotion uh, planning and uh, uh, activity planning like uh, the new launches. No, in ETO, you have to uh, define the product roadmap itself. So it's very important. It's key. It has to join uh, a lot of different departments like R&D, like uh, product engineering, which they have to uh, make sure where we want to position this product in the coming two and three years it's very important it's essential to start off collecting even the demand on that because uh, as you can imagine you can uh, when you can start in that you can have some issues like there is some product that it will decline and it will phase out soon uh, uh, and the new uh, product engineering, it, it will be different scenario, will speak to different feature, will speak to different customers. So this kind uh, of stuff, product roadmap is essential because as you know, uh, in ETO world, there's not a lot of promotional planning because there is no promotion in terms of discount rates or gift, com consumer gifts or something like that. However, it's very important that you have uh, the roadmap of your product that can make solution with optimized cost in different projects uh, in the regions and the fields that uh, uh, you are building. So this is the first uh, different uh, between MTO and uh, MTS and the ETO and the MTS uh, environment. The second one, which is very important, is that you are forecasting projects or tenders so uh, usually when uh, the customers uh, come uh, to your company to make some quotation about some project they want to build, they make general specification and it's in the early stage of tendering. And uh, to go across the different cycle of the SNOP, even in the sales cycle, so there is the quotation pre-sales activity, and then uh, there is the sales activity initiation of the sale, and then there is the uh, engineering activity, 
and then there is the uh, start of procurement activity then the start of production activity then the start of testing activity and uh, at the end delivering to uh, the customer so it's very uh, important to combine those milestone planning with your SNOP cycle in which SNOP cycle you will tackle which milestone this is very important and key because uh, from experience in the market it differs from uh, fields to another however it's key that both together are combined and very strong uh, giving the updates through a strong system together so to tackle the second important dilemma of the industry of the ETO, which is you don't have standard bombs. So mm. what you will do? What, how, how, how come you will transfer this uh, uh, project into material? Yeah. Not mm. even material, but also mm. the resource planning in your capacity yeah. is different. Yes. Because yes. one project can be built in standard hours other can be complex or it's not easy so it's not that standard hours it's different standard hours so how you define from the mm. early stage like your pipe, pipe, mm. yes your pipeline of quotation how you define to tackle your uh, uh resource planning either that capacity or material or even mm. cash flow because as you can yeah. imagine the lead time of the project as well is different than uh, the fast consumer product companies. So it's different in the cash flow as well. So there's some aspect in the project management aligning with the SNOP have to be there to tackle the most important dilemma, which is delivering to the customer uh, in mm -hmm. the right expectation, tackling the optimization of your resources, either inventories of material or capacities, because usually this kind of projects are um, assembly-based or uh, labor-based activities so it's not you will not find engineer to order environment with, with high speed lines it cannot be it's it's uh, as you know from uh, even apex or whatever uh, in each uh, supply chain book the variety when the variety it's so much the volume become less so mm. you will not find uh, uh, this kind of high speed lines you will find labor intensive industry which you have to mm. take care of your labor headcount planning and capacity to uh, to be in place so uh, the main difference is how to handle the forecast so the demand is very important pipeline of opportunities first how to define the roadmap for the product so uh, and how to define uh, uh, the resource planning either its capacities or inventories those are the main differences when we handle from uh, mts to mto and eto industries this is uh, brilliant of course uh, Kabil, thank you so much for like uh, intensive uh, explanation and uh, i think uh, it was uh, clear and uh, really uh, uh, good to hear this uh, difference between engineering to order, make to order, and uh, and make to stock. Of course, in uh, in in practice, and you took both of that. You worked in uh, FMCGs, and you then you worked to an electric industry like Schneider. You started an ABB. All uh, has, of course, difference uh, in. Uh, SNOP and uh, in handling uh, project management, of course, it's uh, it's, it's different. And uh, I know that, of course, I worked also in FMCG, FMCG and pharmaceuticals. It's uh, also it's different to handle SNOP here and there uh, because you have uh, also tenders and you have to 
quote for tenders, wait, and you have a very high high risk. Maybe maybe you can lose the tender. Maybe you can buy all the materials yeah. and then yeah. you lose the tender. Uh, and you try to uh, forecast based on the last awarded price and all that. So it's a it's a big uh, big dilemma. But uh, at the end of the day, you must find a way. Every company, of course, has its unique uh, way to to handle it, and every industry has uh, has different uh, roadmap, as you were uh, you're mentioning. Uh, thank you, thank you, Khabil, for for this answer. If we take our first question from our audience, of course, Samah Al Bahnasawi is. Um, saying hello mates interesting topics and thanks for your efforts thanks Samah, for for joining us he was Thank talking i was talking about the global supply chain disruption how mto eto is operating especially yeah. when you don't have full visibility on your requirements yeah yeah so yeah. what do you think about that Kabil? first of all greeting Samah is one of my best friends and colleagues Great. that i learned i learned from in unilever in my unilever uh, time uh, yeah. so it's a very interesting question it is tough it is tough uh, in the mto and the eto uh, uh, i i do agree uh, like ahmed khalid said in the beginning of the session uh, that the inventory optimization model is different because you don't have the clear visibility uh, on yes. the, the requirement however you uh, this this period you have to deep dive in the demand the demand yeah. here is key so uh, in this uh, in this period, there is different techniques that you can tackle the demand uh, in uh, using the leverage of market insights and engineering capability of your company to tackle uh, how, which parts are really needed in the pipeline. So the good the the good there is good part in the ETO in, and the MTO environment that the tenders where you have is the quotation so uh, yes. you will not find uh, one customer come and ask for a product without quotation yes so in this quotation there is timing for this quotation that usually yes. tendering team and the engineering team are building this quotation this time you as supply chain you have to seize this opportunity you have to tackle this demand in different uh, aspect and you have to deep dive inside it when you mm. have global disruption when you have uh, high uncertainty, you have to search in your magic box. I say mm. that this is your magic box. You have the customer already give you uh, some sort of indication of what you, he will need. Yes. Uh, you have to be more uh, more aggressive and more uh, analytical in terms of analyzing this demand. So these projects, you can do a lot of things. First one is to make side surveys at the customer side to make sure that the quotation is tackling the solution of the customer. Mm -hmm. So to make sure the quotation is valid and uh, tackling the customer solution. Second is to make some effort with engineering and tendering team to define the key critical longly time parts mm -hmm. inside these tenders. This is very important uh, as this can put you in a different way in with your procurement team in terms of securing a uh, supplier uh, capability to build this uh, in your expected time uh, during the global disruption yeah you have to build some stocks as uh, as like the MTS uh, environments uh, but these stocks have to be uh, very careful uh, especially you have to uh, um, calibrate your basic uh, configurations or your uh, famous configurations 
so um, so this is very very important and uh, also in the uh, as i said in the special solution you have to deep dive in your demand you have to explore it you have to challenge with your tendering and engineering team the sales team and the customer solution right solution to make sure that you are calibrating the right solution needed by the customer then you can uh, define it on your system on your operating system uh, and then uh, you can uh, tackle it with your supply chain uh, capability team Great, great, Ahmed. And uh, again, I think what you just, if you allow me just summarize this, think that ETO, just engineering to order and uh, make to order, it's all about if I just put it in the functional way, I would say just from the downstream side, how can you uh, prepone contracts and how you can have the visibility on the long term and close the contract in the right manner as you said that i think it's all about the quotations so if you have a strong sales team that they can secure uh, the visibility on the long term definitely this will help you uh, in your uh, s&op to have the right actions earlier this is just from the downstream i think you have mentioned very critical one which is the engineering also engineering and uh, i think one of the biggest part in in that manner it's the engineering part and procurement as well as even the supplier development because imagine with me if you have like a unique uh, project and if we we didn't have like we have some components we need some components and these components are not already uh, in our portfolio so the i think the agility and responsiveness of the supply chain at this manner, just to find a supplier and to develop as much as we can in a very fast way. This will also help you just to balance the demand and supply and to close the deal with the, the, the customer themselves. Because I'm sure 100% there will be always a change. As you said, we, we went through the phases of the project itself from the starting, from just the quotation, and then we we go uh, for the just the purchasing part, and then testing, and then being delivered. All of this, I think, also in the, that way, uh, there is a change from the customer side, which is I think it's it, it needs like a balance between the supply and demand. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Khalid. Uh, and it's very important that we can realize uh, that uh, we have to build different capability of supply chain uh, and business leaders in the ATO and the MTO industry. Uh, so, uh, for example, we can uh, understand that procurement team have a very big job to do, as you said, yeah. and uh, they also have very important role in managing uh, and segmenting the supplier that can be able to deliver that type yes. of business. Because uh, in ETO, as you can, as I was saying to Hamamsi, there is very big variability in number of SKUs that you are ordering, uh, and uh, there is uh, low mix, low volume. So it's high mix, low volume uh, type or nature of procurement. And as you can imagine, uh, this is the totally different than uh, the economy of a scale for each uh, supplier. So supplier uh, can have to build his investment plan in different way and costing structure in different way to absorb this kind of uh, additional cost and put it with the right uh, pricing strategy and availability of the resources 100%. and technical capability to deliver uh, the product in the right uh, way with optimized more or less 
uh, economy. So this is very important, yeah. Uh, and even the supply chain team uh, that is working, even demand team, uh, supply planning, inventory management, uh, production and uh, uh, logistics, they have to be in, uh, they have to collect different capability, different than uh, other colleagues in uh, different industries. Like it's very important and recommended to have a good knowledge of project management uh, mm -hmm. uh, for the customer project management and it's very important uh, and by the way i believe also from the the previous session that you have with gr great thought leaders that we we all agree that project mm -hmm. management is combined capability and is very essential capability in the supply chain world and to make successful uh, even snop you will go uh, uh, through some projects so project management skills is very key important uh, skill that you need uh, to uh, build on uh, your capability to reach maturity of your process and SNOP uh, cycle. So it's really very important to, uh, I, I totally agree, it's very important to build the different capability and to recognize where you are from this capability today to go and reach uh, your maturity. Wh how you, will, you want to reach the customer in more responsive way, how you want to make uh, more or less optimized solution to you suit your uh, SNOP model this is very key question uh, to the capabilities that you need to build inside your team when you are handling ETO and MTO great if you allow me if you allow these if you have these Thank, Thank you, you Ahmed. Uh, it's a great uh, way to <laughs> summarize you. really and uh, you. you deserve this uh, applause uh, as you said, the supply relationship management is very important in this and uh, how not to depend on single sourcing, multiple sourcing to be more responsive. So it was a great uh, answer. Uh, I see that we have another question here from our uh, friend Fatima Zaranabidi. In retail, we apply MTS as a basic aspect to run our production, but the demand is always a mystery. She's saying that either you follow average demand, knife, how S&P can be efficient in that case, especially cost fluctuations are crazy, talking here about food retail. I think we all worked in food retail, so let's take the answer. Kabil, <laughs> Khaled, maybe me, we'll all answer this, this question, how to deal with demand yeah. fluctuations in food industry and I, I will leave this question to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, you've been working some time, of course, uh, you've been out, but you have a lot of experience also in food industry, but we can take it, no no problem. Helen, uh, uh, yes, for sure. I think it's uh, food industry itself, it's very unique industry. And uh, if I can categorize most of the food industries, it's uh, been categorized under perishable products. And if we speak about perishable products, I, I would see I would say that one of the biggest major challenges in this industry, it's uh, the shelf lifetime. So you are always in a race between just uh, fulfilling the orders with the customers and optimizing your inventory just to have not have any, any obsolete stocks or expiry. Because if we dig deep into uh, some of the food industry, you will see that they have short shelf lifetime. So sourcing strategy itself, it's, it, it plays very big role in, in managing your portfolio, just success of your portfolio in the marketplace. So I'll give you an example. Companies, they struggle and they create big business cases, amazing business cases. They import the finished goods for, uh, let's say, for uh, the, the products or the, the food industry from 
across border, you know, with very long lead time. And they don't realize that there is cumulative lead time. There is always also at the same time from the retail side, there is acceptable shelf lifetime. Uh, whatever you want, whatever you want, we, they will have like restricted shelf lifetime to accept to be accepted on their shelf because they have their distribution, they have also their replenishment, and they need to have their uh, the products there with a right balance at shelf lifetime. The challenge here again, it's about having the right sourcing strategy, which is most probably if the the more that you have, uh, the less I would say you have a room of shelf lifetime. Let's say you have one day, two days, three days of a shelf lifetime. The more you have to work in a sourcing way, it should be localized. So your factories, your manufacturing entity should be localized and should be near to the customer. And working in a make-to-stock in that manner will not serve you anymore. Just working in make-to-order and from the other side, securing as a capacities from manufacturing side, it's not optional. Because again, if you want to uh, to cater for higher responsiveness, and if you have some challenges in the capacity across supply chain, not just talking only about manufacturing, could be logistics, could be whatever you want in any supply chain nodes of your supply chain nodes, depends on your supply chain network, you have to have a spare capacity. You have to have a spare capacity just to cater for. So my advice for this food industry, just spare the capacity, okay? Have a right capacity. Depends on the desired service level that you want. And move from make to stock into make to order and work on your sourcing strategies. This is what I can say from experience. I, I agree with you, of course. This will uh, lessen the obsolete stock, of course. And uh, maybe you can work on also on a hybrid model. We work that on a hybrid model. Some items that you are... You have, of course, to classify also inventory management here is very important. You have classified according to ABC analysis, if you know the 80-20, the XYZ, you have to study the, the your products very well. If you're, if you're talking about demand, because you're talking about demand is always a mystery, you will find two, three products or five, ten products maybe that you can little bit depict the demand or or see the, the demand trends. So you can work on those. Uh, others you can... Uh, the B or C, you can try to move to to make to order. Have spare capacity to 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 manage the fluctuations in demand and supply. Now we are in an era of disruption, as you can see uh, the war, the what's happening in China, the lockdowns, all that. So always there is the lead time is longer uh, when you are supplying, and there is a lot of uh, deviation in, in demand due to all these kinds of problems. So. As Ahmed said, work on uh, multiple uh, sourcing, work on nearshoring, on localization, uh, manage uh, manage your demand and inventory according to ABC. Manage your uh, order management is very important mm -hmm. in order to uh, to to manage any backlog orders. To make sure that you receive the orders on time. To make sure that the customers you give you the orders on a specific date and. Uh, Uh, and this, uh, meeting the quantity of the, if you're working on that. There's a lot of uh, points and this really needs like two, three episodes to talk about. But thank you so much for the question. And I hope we answered <laughs> some of it, uh, Fatima. Kabil, if you have any points to add. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Uh, for sure, you have already uh, killed mm. it. But uh, I would add uh, also, uh, again, uh, jumping in the demand. 
deep dive on your demand. So, for example, in food industry, we are uh, dealing with consumer uh, behavior and the traditions and seasons as well. So uh, today, uh, if I will speak about the Egyptian market, we have a, 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 the calendar, the yearly calendar is really well known. Uh, for everybody so today uh, tomorrow we have the easter today we have the easter uh, mm. egyptian easter so uh, or the oriental easter and uh, uh, next week will be the the uh, the the ramadan eid mm. and then uh, there is uh, the Pairam and then there is the summer vacation and then there is the back to school and then there is yeah. the halloween so so, calendar is known yeah. yeah yeah the event and activity yes. planning i see it it is mm. a big uh, area for development for especially companies that's working in the Middle East region. I believe it's very important and we have a very great example, uh, as you said, Hamamsi and Khalid uh, and Unilever and very big companies that is very well established in that area that they are doing a very good, good job today this is a part of the management team to go through the maturity to increase the team maturity and the learning journey maturity of their snop cycle to tackle this kind of uh, demand planning with event management proper and aligned across the different uh, functions uh, across the organization Yes, definitely, definitely. Great, great. Uh, Thank you, Thank Kabil, you for, for adding for adding this valuable point. So I think we have our amazing brother, Sabah Al-Bahnasawi. He is asking, can we apply risk pooling in MTO and ETO? Yeah, uh, so this is an interesting question. Uh, for sure, uh, I believe um, that uh, nowadays, uh, and in my uh, aspect, and even in supply chain learning and uh, the new, let's say, uh, published publishment that uh, happening in the supply supply chain and the SNOP, that the risk mitigation and the risk planning become now it's not a luxury anymore. Nice. Uh, it's not uh, it's not one year one annual event that you do it. Uh, every one year you review uh, the risk management and the business continuity plan. I believe now some of organization and important organization are running running it uh, on quarterly and even monthly. In some uh, cases, I know my company is running it on monthly basis, especially yes. for uh, some aspect like uh, Hamam said, like logistics, for example. This is uh, it become a, a, even a weekly newsletter. Uh, yes. in, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. So now it's very important, and it's really very important, as Khalid said to work on your uh, sourcing capability, uh, supply risk mitigation. So there have to be scenario building. So you have to be uh, mitigation plan A, mitigation plan B. What's control A? Uh, be before mitigation, I prefer control first mm -hmm. as you go through the process. So the control plan A, control plan B, mitigation plan A, mitigation plan B. And even it's very important nowadays to work through CBFR concept that is collaborative planning and forecasting and replenishment mm -hmm. uh, uh, concept. And it is very important now to digitize it. So mm -hmm. we see a lot, a lot today. We see after the acceleration of the COVID to the digitization era, we see today uh, uh, a lot of companies are building uh, portals and are building uh, programs and applications to tackle uh, how to uh, together we mitigate risk so it does not become uh, it's not only one company we can have lobby of companies 
that yes. we together mitigate the risk of certain commodity. Uh, we do it for sure. I know a lot of companies do it intra-company, intra-company activity, and this is very common uh, in the automotive industry and even in the electronic industry. So we have this kind of uh, risk mitigation pooling uh, uh, program and portals uh, that we have to tackle. The, the key is how to use it and the guidelines to um, mm. govern govern the governance of this uh, program. How to you in how to you you have to in, input it inside your DNA of the process. So it's very important, uh, and also to tackle uh, where you uh, define the key parameters uh, to uh, utilize this kind of uh, scenario building. So it's very important. I can see it's it become. Uh, from my point of view, one of the most important of uh, uh, SLOP step five, which is the executive committee, uh, more or less uh, meeting, they mm. have to tackle the risk mitigation plan for yes. mid and long term as a part, essential part, and they have to give to set the direction to the mm. total organization where we are going in that direction. Are we going to, for example, today, uh, as you share before in uh, previous sessions uh, with other uh, fantastic thought leaders, what we used to do in the past, it, it can it can be different today. So yes. in the past, we were saying that we will we need as minimum stock as we are or as lean stock as we know. Today we have to put some strategic stocks from mm. different commodities that we have. The supply strategy of these commodities is depending on, for example, uh, Asian uh, markets. So today, the the frequency of reviewing the risk mitigation. Uh, plan is different. Right. It, it have to be yes. yeah. It have to be high frequent. It have to be organized, and the scenario building have to be respected with the rules. And I know that some companies, for sure, the more mature companies are doing it in a great, uh, in a good way. However, I encourage medium uh, and local companies to reach out these new applications because it will help them a lot. Yes, to invest a little bit for, uh, for these companies because some of these companies they think it's a luxury or it's only for the big companies. And but uh, if you give them like the right uh, uh, return on investment and how this will help them, they will definitely start to, to invest. Thank you, Khabib. Yeah, that was and represent. If you allow me, I'll add something also over and over. Yes. The amazing insights uh, that was given by Khabib. I think risk pooling here we have internal risks definitely that maybe it comes from the organization and external risks and i think Kabil he covered it 100 percent from the external risk it could be catastrophic uh, disasters uh, some of disruptions that happens as hamamsi said wars political situations some changes in the regulations of each country that stops yes. any anything that could happen in that way and this Definitely, it has to have like a resilience from the supply chain to find a way and to have like earlier planning as uh, being said by uh, Ahmad Qabil, that we need to plan it earlier from that way. I think, I don't want to say just to generalize it, but most organizations, they, they don't have the maturity of having the, the experience in that. So in that external, I would say, risk, uh, just management, you have to have to seek a support from experienced people. Because again, one just risk can expose your uh, total company to a bankruptcy. 
So don't don't just you know look at it that it's something easy. We are going a lot of we can share a lot of stories that companies that they used to uh, to use just you know the normal way and one one disruption happened and they were out of the market. So this is from the external one. I think also Samah what he said the risk pooling also from the internal side. Uh, it's not only just you know from one side. But I say that could be also from the make to order and the engineering to order. Uh, risk pooling is how you will manage your stocks. Because again, if you don't have a contract that it's very firm and aligned with your customers, if there is any change on the project, when once we sign the project, and if there is any change in the quantity or in the project scope itself, then there will be a penalties. Because again, it will make the organization also secure not being out. Imagine to me that I have like a, a, a project that it takes my 50% from my resources and it affects definitely my order to cash cycle. And once suddenly this project got out or a change happened in this project. So if you are not secured uh, from contracts terms, I would say, and penalties, all of this, your company could be exposed and could be out also of the market or your, your order to cash will be, you know, devastated. So all of these terms also from the organizational side should be covered from the contract inside the organization and should have, as Kabil said, leverage the capabilities of people inside to, to understand what's happening and how we can put this in the right manner with our customers aligned with it. So everyone has the mutual benefits and there is no risk from that from this side and from that, that side. So risks could be managed also internally and externally. Internally. Great, yes. great, great. Answer. Thank you, guys. So I'll jump into the next question. Hamamsi, you can say because my what eyes. What is the best solution for MTO while the product is customized based on customer needs? In other words, we don't know what would be sold and how would be produced. Yeah, the, the, I believe this question is related uh, to uh, what we start uh, our discussion uh, of uh, that it's very essential to deep dive on the quotation that you give uh, yeah. to mm. the customer. Uh, so it's very essential that you tackle your demand in a great manner and to deep dive in your demand because today you give quotation uh, to the customer you have to make sure and understanding what's inside this quotation so it's very important it's very important to know and to understand which type of product specification and solution you are providing which is your basic or high runner configurations and which is which is your specific options let's say uh, that have to be uh, uh, complex in supply manner and have differently time uh, there's different aspects that you can approach that for example one of them is to uh, if you have very specific uh, items with uh, lead time high lead time you can agree agree as ahmed Khed said uh, with your customer in the contract that this specific specification we would uh, procure it before the final approval or the final kickoff of the production by, for example, two months or one and a half months. This kind of approach is very important and it share collaborative planning. That's what, what, we, was, uh, what we were saying uh, in uh, the SLA between you and the company and the customer, sorry. Uh, it's very important because it share your uh, concerns and complexity with your customer that he already and uh, 
uh, is dealing with in the field with you and maybe your competitors the most probably they have the same situation so it's very important that you write it down in an sla service level agreement that the customer yeah. can be aligned on and you take the risk together towards securing his requirement in appropriate time so it win it is a win-win situation so this is i believe what summarizes uh, this uh, question is tackling demand deep dive in your demand uh, uh, analyze your demand correctly with engineering capability and uh, tendering team capability plus put service level agreement to ensure that you are tackling the supply chain complexity in the right manner and in timely manner with your customer take collaborative decisions with your customer and uh, aim to succeed uh, to deliver on time if you allow me right. please yeah sure <laughs> Thank you, Khabir. Thank you, The last course summarizing was uh, was great and uh, <laughs> delivering on time, as you're saying. The customer relationship management, all this is is very important uh, currently, especially with all these disruptions that's happening. So great, uh, great way to answer it, Khabir. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Khabir. Go into the next question. Gravizan. Uh, saying while the demand is more predictable in BTO and ATO as again BTS, SNOP plays a critical role in balancing the supplies which are critical in ETO. So this is uh, a comment from uh, Grevizan. Thank you for uh, for sharing thank with us you. your and thoughts. A great comment. Yes, thank you. Integrating your supply chain is more important than ETO. Managing supplies is as critical as managing demands. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Totally thank you so yeah. much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Dr. Fatima. Yes. But at that, there will be no strategic planning, more sourcing and operational planning, uh, right? Uh, Fatima, I'll say we also we must have we must have a strategy because the strategy is very important in companies. Some companies uh, work and go uh, focus on the day-to-day -day operations while they don't know where they are heading. So the strategy and the vision for any company, it's very important. It directs the company. Like you, for example, put a vision for the company in 2030. We need to reach one billion customers, whatever. Uh, in, in the company, you put this vision and this vision cascades to all departments. All departments will start to be motivated, motivated to work. They will start to understand where are we heading. And then this will be uh, reflected to sourcing, that will be reflected to the operations. Everyone will, will understand where the company is going, even the worker who's, who's working in the uh, the small worker who's working inside the factory will understand where the company is heading. This is very important to motivate people. It's very important to understand where the company is heading, where the company financials heading, where we want to take the company, the vision of the company. You see big companies like Apple, like Amazon. For example, Amazon put their vision is to serve the customer and pamper the customer as much as they can. Now, if you order Amazon from anywhere in the world, in less than a day, you'll find it coming to you. If you have any complaint, I see them uh, 
they don't refund they they do the exchange in less than a day also they don't discuss with you so this is their unique selling proposition they are serving the customer that's why their brand the power and the power and the strength of their brand they're serving the people very quickly and that's how they are growing their their market so strategy you cannot uh, avoid the strategy strategy is very important sometimes for for uh, for teams like us like supply chain as we're dealing with a lot of VUCA a lot of problems a lot of things we, we are we are taken in this day-to-day -day operations uh, problems without a vision, without a strategy, which is very important to, this is the role of the of the top management uh, to direct and guide all the departments on the strategy and, and the vision. Adding yeah. to you, Hamamsi, it's mm -hmm. definitely very insightful. Adding to you again, let's come back to the core objective of S&OP. It's not just, you know, fulfilling KPIs. If the strategy of the business has a conflict with your supply chain strategy then you are not implementing the right s and op why i'm saying this you could have a business strategy x and you are moving in another direction and your supply chain strategy it's in another direction then the s and op is not successful at this way so again supply chain strategy should serve your uh, business strategy this is the aim of s and op so if you are deviating away from the business strategy, you have to redirect it again. Check if your sourcing strategy, as you said, Fatima, if your sourcing strategy is serving the business, yes or no. If no, then you have to rework it. Even if your operational planning is not serving, you have to rework it. And if I know maybe there will be a struggle in that, uh, could be the CEOs or the owners or whatever, uh, depends on the scalability of the business. They don't know what are you talking about, but it's your role to show them that guys, in order to reach this desired service level or in order to cater for this top line sales, we have to implement this. And this is the game of uh, of the, the, the role of ourselves, just, just to show if there is any a gap between the business strategy or whatever functional strategy, yes. you have to show it and speak about it. Great, great. Totally. Uh, thank yes. you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, thank you, Ahmed. Thank you. And if I would complement on that, uh, if you allow me, uh, yes, uh, I, I once have a meeting when, with a very inspiring uh, boss in Schneider. And this guy told me that it's uh, this is uh, what you said exactly. We're in supply chain and operations. We are putting our hand yes. inside our laptops and inside and we don't know uh, where we have to build and uh, what's our strategy to succeed yes. so uh, it's very important to answer uh, four questions which is uh, who we are as a company or organization so this is very important and then where we want to go yes so what where we are aiming this is the second question the third question is where we are today from from mm -hmm. that yes and yeah. then how the fourth one how can we get there these yes. four questions are really deep it's 100%. not easy yeah it's not easy questions these questions if you didn't start uh, your journey with uh, you will not go uh, in a planned way you can reach success but it cannot sustain it it will be sporadic so, success by luck <laughs> yeah and it happened because we have a, a market which is really uh, having big potential to succeed so uh, you can succeed but to sustain su uh, your success success it have to be through 
drawing your vision. And uh, on that, uh, I, I uh, what I uh, usually do is using three uh, S concept, which is mm. putting your synthesis. So mm. put the assumptions as synthesis, simplify mm. as mm. much as you can, and go straight to the point. Th those are really very uh, uh, the the values that can help you to answer this question. And if you answer this question collectively, not everyone needs office. So mm. as a management team collectively uh, and building this shared vision, you will succeed. Definitely. If you allow me, if you allow. Impressive, right, Dr. Kavir. <laughs> Thank you so much for this uh, amazing one. So Thank you, we'll jump into the next question. So up to you, Dr. Hamamsi. No, I don't see a question here. It's just a comment. So thank you, okay. Dr. Atama Guru, for, for joining us, of course. And uh, thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much. Fatima, she's saying thanks, dear. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fatima. Thank I hope you. we met all your inquiries and questions. Thank you so much yes, for, thank you. for all your time. <laughs> Can we merge ETO and other uh, industrial models to standardize part of manufacturing process and facilitate supply chain manufacturing operations? Thanks in advance. Alain Nahal, yes. Thank you. Alain Nahal is my great friend and uh, is also one of my mentors. So thank you so much for. Can, can uh, we give him applause, please? Can please. Okay. Thank you, Allah. Yes. Thank you, Allah. Yes. Thank you, Allah. Go ahead, Ahmed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, really, it's an important question. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. so, so, really, it's an important question because some companies have the mixed model inside. Uh, inside within the organization so they have different type of speed or uh, let's say uh, velocity manufacturing models yes yes yeah <laughs> it's yes. different velocity this someone have to run very fast someone have to be a little bit slower but slower uh, yeah but more mm -hmm. into analysis and more into uh, preparation of uh, so this is it's key uh, uh, however you have to uh, the first one or the first point is you have to identify which model serve your uh, uh, customer better. So yeah. uh, this is very important. For me, I have the very famous, uh, to, to, to put it in a clear way, the very famous uh, example of uh, the coffee uh, shop, the coffee mm -hmm. machine or the coffee shop. So, uh, and this is what's summarized uh, by uh, the supply chain uh, uh, SNOP, how uh, the handbook, the how-to handbook, mm -hmm. with which we speak about the production to delivery ratio time. So if you want to drink uh, very fast coffee uh, when you are going to the work in five minutes, for sure you will go to one of the uh, one of the stores that's inside uh, the, the oil stations that make the coffee in five minutes. You will target yeah. this uh, service provider because you want as a customer in that time to drink the coffee in five minutes. However, if you are going uh, by the night with your friends to sit on a coffee shop, you are willing to wait the same coffee in 15 mm. minutes or more. 
Yes. The same cup of coffee. You are willing to wait 15 minutes or more. So the first one is to identify the customer voice. So you have to collect your customer voice and to segment your customer and see which P2D ratio, production to delivery ratio, that suits mm. this customer. Then this will answer the question how to tackle uh, the environment to go uh, and approach uh, this product family to, towards your customer. Then it's easy if you have different, it's not easy, but it's manageable if you have different approaches to manage each one with the aspects and then maybe collaborate uh, at the end uh, of uh, the full picture to have, I, I manage this as an ETO, I have I manage this product family as make a make to stock. I approaching the customer, so mm. I build the different capability for the different team handling uh, the, the different mixed model of business. This is my opinion. I, I I I totally agree with you. So yes, in companies it won't be like in some companies won't be only in gear to order, make to order, make to sell. I think in most of the companies you have the two or three models. Like if you're going for a launch, it can be an engineer to order, and you have the R and D starting the project for two three years to find new products. So this is like an engineering to order. You have some customers that you work on make to order because, for example, they don't pay on time. They they are not very comfortable with them. So are waiting for them to take to take the order from them so you don't want to stock from their products and you have the fast moving the customers that you are know you know that they pay fast and their products are uh, like the cash cows of the company so you have this make to stock from from them you are comfortable to stock from their products and you know that there will be a fast replenishment so i totally agree that there can be mixed models in, in, in companies yeah yeah 100% I could add something here. I think if we are talking about standardization, we have to come at the beginning of the design of the product itself. And I believe there is a, there are two parts in that way, as Qawil said at the beginning, we could have a modular, modular just customization or you could have integral design. So the more you understand your products and uh, your components and you build the capabilities around them, the more that you can, you know, have a better design, whether it will be like modular, so you can uh, have like, you know, better uh, responsiveness and uh, just to not have, you know, something like unique uh, designs. So the more you give yourself a chance to understand your products and customize these designs based on your available uh, manufacturing, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, equipments and understanding yes. this, this will allow you to play a big part in your manufacturing, you know, uh, part and to standardize the process and even to be more responsive. So give yourself a time to study the products. I know that maybe it's engineered to order, I understand, but definitely there are some, I'm sure there are some products or some components that uh, could be like common across most of the projects. If yes. we can work on those uh, strategies, how to uh, make it more customized in the right way, this would definitely help the, uh, I would say the lead time of the manufacturing, You will you, it will be reduced massively. So this is just my advice. Definitely, definitely. Yes. Thank you. I think let's have the, the last question. The final our, question. Yeah, we <laughs> passed our hour, but it's really an interesting subject. Yeah, it's uh, it's lovely. Yes. Great, uh, great questions yes. from our audience and, oh, of yes. course, from our great guest, Ahmed. Great answers. Thank you.
شكرا Unfortunately, a lot of companies uh, that start the ETO model, they said, okay, the customer will change uh, the requirements every day, so we will not track. We will not track these requirements. <laughs> yeah. we, will wait, we, we will wait until he signed the contract to start. This mm. is completely wrong. This is completely mm. will, give, will, will give you a, a race that you will start a race with mm. five steps behind. So uh, the success will be, it's not likely, it will be very difficult. So uh, using a proper and sometime customized CRM software to collect your quotation uh, for in, in ETO, we, it become quotation more or less. Yeah. So to, co to collect the customer data, the customer preferences and your offering. And this is what I, uh, I start with the first step usually an SNOP, which is the activity planning in the MTS world. It is the offer road mapping in the ETO world. What's your offer? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. offering, the solution, and the integration between what's your offering and the solution to the customer. If you can and you are able to collect that on a proper CRM software, this will be the key success to your SNOP and your optimized model for planning and execution. So definitely, I would, uh, I totally agree on that. And this is where uh, I, I agree also with Hamamsi and Khaled that some of the um, organization, especially the medium and local and regional organization, they don't invest in such kind of tools yes. and uh, capabilities. I will not say tool, I will say capability because with the tool, mm -hmm. it builds the team capability. And when it is utilized in the right way, it will build the company capability as well. So uh, yeah. if they don't invest in that, they will be uh, definitely uh, taking a lot. Yeah, they will be behind. Either mm. they uh, will have to collect the same data with a lot of effort and uh, time, uh, or they will uh, not collect it and they will start the race with five steps in behind. Thank you, Khabil. Uh, again, we would like to thank you for your amazing insights and lovely experience. We keep saying this and we keep repeating this. Mm -hmm. It's a knowledge and experience that we will never find in the books. Uh, we'd like to thank you for your valuable times. We would like to thank you for the 14 years of experience that you give it to us. It's, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. condensed in one hour. Definitely, I hope that we can have more and more uh, episodes based on your lovely experience and based on your amazing values. So hopefully that we can meet again. We'd like also to thank uh, our lovely audience for their yeah, engagement and the you. great questions for that. And definitely yes, Dr. Hamamsi for being here also. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would like thank you. Uh, to thank you uh, both uh, Ahmed and uh, Hamamsi. Uh, you are inspiring to us. Uh, for, for me, uh, when I even uh, make some uh, um, make it, uh, I, I work as part-time as instructor, so when I make uh, give some sessions, uh, I take a lot of your videos because, as you said, it summarizes a lot of books. Yes, it summarizes a lot of experiences, uh, and uh, you really inspire us all. 
thank you so much today you. for having me. Thank it's you, really thank pleasure you and, honor. So and I would so like much. to thank the great the great audience and participants yes. today. They are uh, they were amazing and the engagement. The questions is, uh, were great. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank so you so much. Have a Ramadan Kareem and have a nice vacation. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our global SNOP community podcast. We hope that you have absorbed some values from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every week with the new episode. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.co or ahmedkhaled.co. We believe that one word, one story or one conversation could transform your life. Stay tuned next week with a great thought leader in S&OP. Have a wonderful week ahead.